What's going on, everybody? This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and thank you for joining me on this uh, week two post game slash week three pre game pre game hybrid edition of short yardage. Um, and um, there was a pretty exciting game played on Sunday night against the Seattle Seahawks and the visiting New England Patriots. Uh, Seattle coming out on top of the final score of 35 to 30. Um, and there was no shortage of, uh, you know, excitement in it. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, we're all expecting the Seahawks to pick up where they left off offensively, um, you know, in week one, from week one. And, you know, when it's all said and done, we basically did. But um, right out the gate, we throw a pick six, um, which was not Russell Wilson's fault. Uh, Russell put a good ball right on the hands of Greg Olson, the 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 tried and true veteran that we picked up this offseason. And it bounces off of his hands as if they were bricks uh, right into the hands of um, uh, Stefan Gilmore, I believe. No, I'm sorry. Devin McCourty. And he takes it back to the house. Easy money. Easy money. There was no one going to catch him. Um, it was it was a shock. Um, you know, the best quarterback in the league throwing a pass to one of the best tight ends in the league and ending up with a tip drill pick six for the defense. That's not supposed to happen. So uh, excitement was, um, you know, was right out the gate. Right out the gate, we had excitement. So, um you know, New England goes up by seven and, uh, you know, we get a little, I don't know about you guys. Did you get a little antsy, a little bit weary, weary? Um, maybe, maybe, but all that said, Russell Wilson, and the Seahawks offense, get right back on the field and go out and score. Right. So we went back and forth against, uh, well, back and forth with New England in the first half. Um, looked like a pretty even matched game. Um, if you ask me, um, but then we managed to pull away in the second half. And, um, I mean, it looked, it looked very promising, um, but they managed to get back in, um, the defense, um, if you want to say the defense, let them back in the game, you can say that, um, there's a lot to be, there's a lot to be said still, or a lot to be considered or a lot to be questioned about the Seattle defense. So far, it seems that the offense is on point. Got to give a shout out to the offensive line. Russell Wilson seemed like he had all day in the pocket. Um, he had plenty of time to throw. If you give Russell Wilson time to throw, you're not going to beat Russell Wilson. You can basically forget about it. You can basically forget about it. And the offensive line played great on Sunday night. Um, we were, I mean, we were hitting on all cylinders. Um, I don't think Russell Wilson's completion percentage was quite as good as it was in week one, but everybody contributed five touchdown passes, five touchdown passes. DK got one. Chris Carson got one. David Moore got one. Swain got one. Who got the other one? Um, you know, just just a uh, just an, an awesome, an awesome offensive performance uh, by this, uh, you know, Seattle team. 30 plus points, two straight, two straight weeks to open up the season. Um, 
There's been a lot of conversation. There, it never really has ended, regardless of our of our offensive coordinator. Play calling has is always one of those things that the Seattle football fan uh, complains about. And anyone who listens to my podcast or ever listens to anything I have to say, you know, you'll hear me talk about how I just I have such little patience for many um, so-called 12s who are so quick to, um, you know, to cast out to, to just want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because they don't like a play call. I mean, don't even get me started on the on the New England Super Bowl. You know, I've been one of the very few people that I ever met or know um, that defend that play call in the Super Bowl. <laughs> one of the few. And then if you go ahead and look at the um, the the third and one call. Okay, the third and one call. I'm, I'm going to bounce around a little bit, but the third and one call. Well, before I go into that, let's just look at the stats a little bit. Um, Cam Newton was held. Well, I don't want to say he was held. Um, he was 30 for 44. 30 for 44. Uh, 397 yards, a touchdown. Um, uh, one touchdown. And uh, did he have a pick? I think he threw a pick. Yeah, he threw a pick to uh, Quentin Dunbar. Um, he also run the ran the ball for 11, uh, 11 carries, 47 yards, and scored uh, two touchdowns there. Um, the running game was held in check uh, between Sonny uh, Michelle and uh, Burkhead, 13 carries and 21 yards between them. So nothing to be said in the running game for in the traditional running game uh, for New England. Um, Russell Wilson, another super efficient day. 21 for 28, 288, and five touchdowns. He had the one pick that wasn't his fault. I wish you could, I wish that stat could be tracked differently. If you, if the quarterback puts the ball right on the receiver and he tips it or some, somehow, you know, fails to catch it and a defender gets it, um, I feel like that should be a stat that should be, you know, tracked differently. And maybe somehow not count against the quarterback because there's nothing more Russell can do. Russell couldn't couldn't have thrown that ball any better. He couldn't have done any better than to run over and hand it to Greg Olson. That's all he could have done better. But that would be against the rules, so he can't do that. But he, there's nothing more he could have done for Olson to catch that ball and run. That's it. And um and he just he just bobbled it. Um, so a, a interception that really shouldn't have been to, uh, you know, sully, uh, Russell's, um, otherwise nearly perfect, um, you know, stat line. Um, Chris Carson ran the ball 17 times for 72 yards. Um, caught the ball three times, uh, for 36 and a touch. So, I mean, again, throwing the ball out of the backfield or excuse me, catching the ball out of the backfield, our running backs. Um, this is a new thing. This is a very new thing for the Seattle Seahawks, and it's working, and it's amazing to see it. Um, you know, because it's like, where has this been for so long? I can't remember the last time we really used a receiver out of the backfield since, like, I mean, cons- with consistency, maybe Ricky Waters? I mean, correct. I mean, anybody can, can correct me, but I don't remember uh, a, a Seahawks team using the running back in the pass game as uh, uh, with any type of frequency um, since since Ricky Waters. 
Um, so it's great to see, especially because it's working. It's working. You know, Russell having time. Russell's actually checking down passes. Like a, like a, a true check down, like to a receiver who just, who just uh, uh, escapes out into the flat. You know, like, you know, or, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing to see because we're not used to seeing it where this is a regular aspect of football, but Russell having time to look downfield and go through his progressions and probably, and probably get through every receiver in the progression. He looks, he looks at the, at the check down and then has time to look back downfield. And then when it's not going to work, just go ahead and give it to the check down. That's how much time Russell's having in the pocket right now. If this continues, I'm telling you, if this continues, I don't know who's going to beat us. I don't know who's going to beat us. So um, Carlos Hyde was uh, five carriers for 22 yards, and uh, he caught uh, two balls for 15 yards. So, again, another another uh, very good um you know, exhibition for, for, uh, for these, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks offense. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. Now, the fact that, um, the Patriots were able to get back into this game, um, you know, yeah, we gave up yards, you know, we gave up yards, but this game was really handled by the Seahawks. I mean, when did it, we went to the half tied? Pulled away in the um, in the second. Half. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about is the play calling, right? The, the 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 Seattle Seahawks fan getting mad about the play calling. The third and or the fourth and one or third and one. Excuse me. Everybody was up in arms about the third and one call. It's like okay, here we go again. It's third or fourth and short. <laughs> And they just want you to run the ball. There was no beast mode this time, but they still want you to run the ball. Um, I know football. And I know most football fans are going to uh, assert that they also know football. But you have anyone who says they know football. First, first of all, if you're going to be all getting crazy about how the Seahawks didn't run the ball up the middle. Um, on a third and one, when, when, you know, the, when there, when, when there's, when the box is stacked, you got one on one with the receiver. If you, if you just look and then and it's not even that, it's not even that. Forgive me for babbling. It's the people who go out there and say, Oh, Russell, Russell Wilson should have called a different play as if, as if quarterback's job is to go out into the, go out into the huddle and then line up on the line. And then just call their own plays. Like, that's not how football works, people. I see so many comments. That's not how football works. The quarterback's job is to call the play that the, that the head coach or the offensive coordinator called. That's the quarterback's job. Now, granted, quarterbacks, depending on the quarterback, quarterbacks have the leeway to check out of a play with consideration to what they see across the line of scrimmage on, on, on the defensive side. If it looks like the play they're going to run is going to run right into a brick wall, they have the ability to check out of it. Depending on the quarterback, some quarterbacks have more or less leeway to make such check, you know, such checks. But it does not. It is not 
the job of the quarterback to go call their own plays. Get that out of your mind, people. <laughs> it's just so funny to see, to, to, to read. They called a, a passing play that had, I believe, two routes that were, you know, that were, uh, um, that were supposed to break open, that were hopefully going to break open. They were covered. They were covered. The play was the play was was covered well by the defense, but for that to happen, it does leave our best wide receiver one on one outside, and Russell tossed it up to him. That was a perfectly designed play. Every option was an option. You don't if if you if you have so many options in an offensive play, and the defense can only cover all but one that means the play worked if they pick one option over the other it leaves the other open uh, russell wilson simply just overshot tyler lockett otherwise that would have been very much like the play last week against atlanta where we went deep on fourth and fourth and what was a fourth and five to dk metcalf you know, it, it, it's 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 football, people. This is football. If you if everyone in the whole world knows you're going to run the football, then running the football probably isn't the best idea. But I always I always read these comments and I always get upset about it. I always get uh, uh, in my feelings about what people say. Um, you know, because it's like, okay, you just don't know what you're talking about. And for some reason I have, I have this, I'm just compelled to react. Um, I should probably work on that. It's probably a, probably a me thing more than anything else. (laughs) But, uh, New England was able to battle back in this game. Um, and, um, you know, that, that's a testament to what they have going on, um, in New England right now. Uh, you know, the, the new look, the new look New England Patriots with, with Cam Newton running the football, they look like they're going to be tough. Um, I'm not so worried about the fact that they were able to get back in the game. Um, people are very concerned about the defense, but you know what? The defense has given up a lot of yards. Yes. Um, but typically for the most part, uh, it was a little bit different on Sunday night, but against Atlanta, we gave up a lot of yards in, in between the 20s, you know. Um, but New England spread the field a lot, and Cam Newton's a great quarterback. We played two world-class athletes at quarterback, um, you know, uh, two weeks in a row. Matt, Matt Ryan is likely a Hall of Fame quarterback. So we gave up a lot of yards to him in a, in a winning effort. Or he got the yards in a losing effort. We go against Cam Newton. Cam Newton's a former MVP. Right? But in a losing effort, Cam Newton threw for a bunch of yards against us. I'm not really that concerned. Um, you know, now granted, the defense does have some things to shore up. They absolutely do. The uh, Jamal Adams, as good as he's been. As good as Jamal Adams has been, Jamal Adams has been a little bit of a weak link uh, in the secondary. He's been a weak link, a weak link in the chain in the secondary. Uh, I think maybe all of the deep balls that were uh, uh, caught by New England receivers on Sunday night were on Jamal Adams, him trailing behind. 
even Pete Carroll has said that you know he um, he's got some stuff to fix. You know he bites he bites on things that he shouldn't. You know um, it, it kind of reminds me Pete, Pete Carroll's stance on Jamal Adams as good as he is kind of reminds me of uh, how Earl Thomas was when he first got to the Seahawks because we all knew how much of a uh, you know, how much of an athlete Earl Thomas was. But the reality about Earl Thomas, as good as he was, is that he almost played himself right out of the game. Earl Thomas was on the brink of losing his position at safety when he solidified it. But he kept working and kept listening and kept doing his job. And he turned into the Earl Thomas that we all grew to know and love. And now all of a sudden, apparently all twelves hate. <laughs> but um yeah you know and jamal adams will do the same thing because as a safety if his if his biggest uh if his biggest contributions are sacking the quarterback coming off the edge then he's not doing enough you know he's not doing his job like that's that's not going to work it's not going to be sustainable the safety our safety can't be our linebacker we have linebackers for that okay we don't need a safety to be our edge rusher so the defense is going to have to get itself going. The pass rush, um, you know, we, we got a lot of sack opportunities against Cam on Sunday night, uh, but we just couldn't, unfortunately, we couldn't, uh, couldn't convert on him. We got our hands on Cam Newton a few times, just couldn't get him. Just couldn't get him down. And that's nothing new. That's Cam Newton. You know, but Cam Newton does, um, you know, what he does and and you know you got you have to you can't you can't stop him you have to just hope to contain him right even though we kind of have stopped him in the past <laughs> i think this might have been one of the best performances cam newton has put up against uh a Pete carroll defense um in this era so um again i find solace in in some of this you know i find solace in some of this um but yeah, the, def- the defense is, is certainly going to have to uh, get its you-know-what together. And they will. And they will. Um, it's funny, you know, I, I, I find myself getting ready to say something that I never say. I've never signed on for. But the notion that the best defense is a good offense uh, is, a, is a, a, a notion that I've heard that's been said many times before me. Uh, but I've never stood up. I've never signed on for it. But... I think really it's kind of where we're at right now um, because we're giving up points to these other teams. Granted, you know, they're getting the ball a lot because we're scoring a lot. But that being said, uh, we are giving up points. But our off where we used to be that team that hey, if we if we can manage to, if, the, if the offense can just manage to score 24, if we can get 24 points on the board, our defense will keep the other team off the board enough for us to win. That's not us anymore. This Seahawks team is putting up points. And now we're kind of, you know, the defense is kind of leaning on the offense, it seems. Um, I don't believe it's going to remain that way. Um, I think we're going to figure out this pass rush. I think the secondary is going to get better. Unfortunately, we had some injuries um, that's going to set us back. Uh, Marquise Blair is done for the season. Um, Bruce Irvin uh, is done for the season. Um, both, uh, both those guys are out with, uh, ACLs, I believe. So that's really unfortunate. Um, I guess we're blaming that on no preseason. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily that, but you know, sometimes it's just rotten luck, man. It's just rotten luck sometimes. So 
Um, we don't have, uh, you know, two of our starters. Uh, what well, was Blair a starter? Blair's not really a starter, but he was a focal point um, in that defense. Um, but you know what? Next man up, it's always been that. And uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what um, I think it's going to be. Well, Ugo Amadi, uh, who's going to be taking up the reins there um, in the absence of Blair. And we'll see. You know, we'll see what we could do there. Um, this week, we have the Dallas Cowboys coming up. The Dallas Cowboys. I always um, go into a Cowboy game a little bit uneasy. Um we used to beat the Cowboys, you know, consistently, and then they got a little better. Now it's kind of like, who knows? Um, the Cowboys on Sunday were a tale of two. It was a tale of two teams and two halves. I mean, down 29 to 10 at the half. It looked like they had no answers. And then, and then they, they came out, they came out swinging in the third quarter. And, um, I mean, they, they put up, uh, you know, 14 unanswered points in the third quarter, you know, and, um, and I mean, and, and we all know why they won, right? I mean, everybody who saw the onside kick was speechless, I'm sure, as I was, because I mean, the only thing, the only, I didn't think there could be a, a, a worse played onside kick than the way we played our onside kick against Atlanta in week one. Which was terrible. I was like, "What are you? What are you guys doing? Like, you know, what was that?" But they blew that out of the water. The Atlanta uh, hands team. The ball was just creeping and crawling toward the ten yard mark, and they just all stood huddled around it, like they all forgot that only the kicking team has to wait till it goes 10 yards. You can pick it up at any time, receiving team. What were you waiting for? That was unbelievably frustrating because I am I am a big time cowboy hater. Not like that I am not, I'm not like a cowboy hater like I'm a 49er hater, but I'm a cowboy hater. And um so I always want the Cowboys to lose unless of course they're playing someone that you know beating them would help us. But um yeah, I was so frustrated watching that. I'm yelling at my TV, which which is normal. What are you doing? What are you doing? That game was won. That game was won. So frustrating. But in that win, um, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, coming from behind, you know, put up a lot of a lot of yards. At 34 for 47 and 450 yards. Just the one touchdown. Just the one touchdown uh, passing. Um, but he actually ran the ball in three times. So here we go. We got Cam Newton week two. We got Dak uh, week three who, you know, apparently these, these quarterbacks are running the football these days, right? Um, Ezekiel Elliott, though, 22 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown of his own. That's a super balanced offense. I know 450 and 89 um, is not balance but 22 carries when you when you threw the ball 47 times for nearly 500 yards and still managed 22 carries in the game like that's a balanced game 22 carries just for your starter right you, you throw in Dax um you throw in uh, uh, a couple other runs from a couple of the other runners they ran the ball what 25 27 
Um, 32, what, 31, 32 times in that game. So, I mean, they, the amount of completions and the amount of uh, uh, carries were just about even. That's a balanced attack. Um, and we have to make the team one dimensional uh, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna I mean that's 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 the recipe recipe for any team you know make the team one one dimensional um, you know it, it, you're looking at success but Dallas came out um, Dallas was balanced and they stayed the course came out and had a strong second half and pulled that game off again the onside kick was just frustrating but um, here we go Dallas Cowboys if the Seattle Seahawks can pull this game off and, and be three and zero. 3-0 through the first three weeks of the season. Um, I mean, what is there to uh what is there to get mad about, right? Let's take a look at what our uh, schedule is like right now. Um let's see. So it looks like we have uh the dolphins next. Dolphins may not be an easy win. Us going all the way down to uh to Miami may not be an easy game for us. Um, but uh, I mean, look at that. That that's got it. We have to at least be considering four and zero if we can take care of this Cowboys. Four and zero. We can go the first quarter of the season undefeated. Then we have the Vikings, and then the Cardinals, and then the Niners, and then the Bills. So four games in a row. After our, se- our our second four games of the season, so the second quarter of the season uh, is going to be rough. Vikings, Cardinals, because the Cardinals apparently look like they're playing football. Um, the Niners, they're still the 49ers. Um, and then the Bills, the Bills are a good football team. Um, so it's we we've got to we want really want to be four and zero coming out of this first quarter of the season, so we can figure out how to navigate the second quarter of the season. Um, and it doesn't get a whole lot easier in the third quarter of the season. We go Rams, uh, Cardinals, Eagles, Giants, uh, the NFC East. I don't know how formidable they're going to be this year. Um, then the last quarter of the season, we could, um, yeah, we could cruise, we could cruise in there. Is this, we don't have an easy, an easy schedule. We don't have an easy schedule. This is going to be, um, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. And I said before, I'll say it again. I'm putting an asterisk next to this season, no matter what happens, even if we go undefeated or, or winless, I put an, a- an asterisk next to it. Um, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Um, when, you know, people, you know, don't have coronavirus and we don't have players opting out of the year and no preseason and, you know, living in a bubble and, face masks and no fans in the stadium and piped in noise and just everything. Everything's just so abnormal right now. How can you really take anything as gospel at this point, right? I can see the game this week against these Cowboys. Um, I see another one coming down to the, you know, coming down to the end. Um, we're at the clink, which is great, but doesn't really mean anything right now. 
um, because, you know, except for the fact that, you know, Seattle will play comfortable at home, but no 12s there to really to really give us that edge that we are so used to having. And, um, you know, I mean, imagine if the 12s were there on Sunday night when, you know, New England was was staging their comeback would have been quite a bit more difficult. Imagine, um, you know, lining up at one end or the other, you know, uh, for the New England offense, trying to get plays off at the line of scrimmage with the Hawks nest just screaming right in their faces. You know, imagine that. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think it's supposed to be the first three games of the year are no fans. So that means... Um, we're what our first game uh, at home with fans would be um, the Niners on November 1st. Yeah, Niners on November 1st. So perfect game for the for the fans to come back. Definitely. That'll be huge. That'll be huge. But the Cowboys, yeah, it's going to be uh it's going to be an important, uh, I think we have to just stop the run. I think you play this game the way we, uh, you know, we played the New England game. Stop the run, force Dak Prescott to beat you with his arm. Uh, keep an eye on him running the football. He's not Cam Newton, but he can beat you uh, running the ball. Um, you know, so if we, uh, if we can stop Zeke, which is a tall task to even suggest it. Um, but if we can hold down the run, if we can hold down the run and force Dak Prescott to beat us with his arm, I think we stand uh, a pretty good chance of, uh, of of winning this game and and uh, you know being three and zero through the first three weeks. Um, I'll get up here and uh, do another more in depth conversation about the Cowboys here uh, and within the next day or two, and we'll dive in a little deeper. But another good win uh, for the Seahawks. We are two and zero. We're two and zero, despite what the naysayers who every year say that we're not going to do this and not going to do that, and we should have shored up this and we should have shored up that better. And I think the stuff I keep reading is that how Seattle failed the uh, they failed the off season. Um, you know, we, we we failed. You know, with you know free agency and yada yada yada. We we failed. It was a failure. But this failure, this team who failed their offseason uh, is 2-0. You know, so beat us and then talk about our failures. That's enough rambling for me for this one. This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, signing off. Go Hawks.